Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back for the second hour. We are here to amuse you and hopefully entertain you here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush and me, Tommy the True Newbauer. Um, you know, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. I know some of you are up early, some of you are not, some of you are driving, some of you are at home having coffee, but we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, and if you have any questions or comments, just give us a call at 414-799-1250, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. If you want to little, learn a little bit more about us, or if you're interested in uh, maybe some artwork that we have for sale of Aaron Rodgers and uh, uh, Ryan Braun, you can go to our website, which is ceoguys.com. And uh, also, if you're interested in advertising, you can go on there and you can get to our advertising manager, Ron Heidenreich. There was one thing I was uh, supposed to bring up. Our good friend Danny, the no-name bookie, he had an electrical problem, all right, at home, and he couldn't figure out why was this one circuit breaker breaking all the time. He couldn't figure it out. Overloaded. Yeah, but he couldn't figure out what, what was overloading it and where it was overloading. The so, hair dryer. No, so what he did was I gave him the name of a friend of ours, who's uh, a master electrician, retired now. And I said, well, call him up. So the no-name bookie calls him up, tells him what's wrong. The guy says, okay, check this, check that, and do this. He fi- uh, The no-name bookie fixed it himself within five minutes. <laughs> it was all done. And he says, well, just tell that guy thank you again. He says, give a shout-out because that was great. That was our friend who listens to the show, Keith. And uh, he said, tell Keith, thank you again. It was awesome. Wow. 
Nasty. Yeah, he he knew he knew the Knows problem right stuff. away and told him where to go, what to do, and boom, 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 it was fixed. So that was so Dom. Uh, excuse me, the no name bookie. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're such a bonehead. I, I, bone I almost said the no names. Uh, the no names name. I don't want to do that. You know. Listen, the first name only is good. I don't know. You know what? Do cops really worry? Do they really give a rat's, you know what, no. about gambling? Why? No. What, Greg? You're. Do, do, are they after sports bookies? I mean, is that not like, the small guys? Yeah, not not, not the small big, ones. But I'm, ones I'm sure if after? you're running a. A major enterprise. Uh, if you're running, you know, if you're in a bar or business or something, and you're running hundreds of thousands of dollars every and week. out of the place, yeah, they're yeah. gonna look at you. But yeah, but if you're, if you're a personal, uh, if you're a single, if Tom was to start running the sports book and he has 15, 20 guys been underneath them, like all gonna, the guys in the Muskie Club or Bath Club, like a hundred bucks or less. Yeah, yeah, they're not gonna game. have anybody coming after you no, unless you send a I, unless you send a no name hitman after you to. Well, I guess I guess that's when I, I, I guess when it when it hits the level where you got goons that are going to go and kind of start Break roughing, legs roughing if people you don't up, pay. then it's a problem. Yeah. Otherwise, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, it'll just legalize gambling. And, I know, like, know, I'm sure it's also if you don't if you don't make it publicly known, right? Right. Like you look at a lot of these bars or. Uh, uh, they all gamble. Musky shops that have the, the, uh, the for entertainment only <laughs> the video games. games. Yeah, Those I mean, are the... all. I see people cashing in on them. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I mean, that's. They, they unless, got one this week winner. Unless, unless the, <laughs> the, the government really wants to get on you, they're going to let it pass. Yeah. It's not really hurting anybody. Would the casinos want to get on it, though? Because, okay, we want you to come to Potawatomi. We don't want you to go. To you know the drift. Well, I, I'm just making up the yeah, name. Yeah, whatever. With, uh, Bushy's Bar. Yeah. Hey, that's got a ring to it. Yeah, Bushy's, Bushy's Bar. Bushy's Bar. I'm gonna retire, open a little bar. People can come see Bushy. There. I'm, I'm sure it's the same as gambling. As long as you don't get too, as long as you don't have 73 machines in your building. Yeah. They're not yeah. gonna come after you. Yeah. If but you I mean, only there, got there a are a couple of them. There are some bars in this area that have gambling machines, and they uh, they say they're for entertainment use only, and some people might cash out on them if they. Do well, but they also are the same as Vegas, where you'll get free cocktails and if you're beer playing them. while really? you're playing the machines. While oh. you're playing for entertainment purposes oh, I would only. Like, hey, well, you you get, gotta, hey, off the air, you got to tell me about these places. It's all right. Get free booze, get liquored up, right spend now, more money on the slot machine. <laughs> right now, law enforcement is listening to us. <laughs> well, you know, uh, uh, the morning show, uh, uh, Chuck and... Uh, uh, Chuck and Winkler. Winkler, yeah. They... Uh, Bart, yeah, Chuck and Bart. They uh, they're constantly betting pizzas on games, right? Don't they always bet pizzas or they bet money? Damn, yeah, they bet money and they're talking. They talk about it all the time. Yeah, they go I, I owe you twenty four bucks. I owe you twenty five bucks. Breaking rock nah. in the chain game for that? Nah, nah, nah. Not gonna get arrested for that. Nah, it's just friendly bets between friends. What the heck? Well, you know you what know. you can get arrested for, Tom. What's that, Danny? You can get arrested for killing a game animal and not tagging it. And I've got some information about that for us. Is that right? That's right, here, buddy. Right here in my dirty mailbag. Let me pull it out. Um, a new procedure. Uh, well, here, subject. This is a press release that came out just hot off the press. I got it from my editor from uh, uh, Gannett News Service. JR was kind enough to send this to me. Wisconsin Natural Resources Board approves new carcass tag procedure. Uh, a new procedure to validate carcass tags for deer and other species is set to take effect 
following spring turkey season thanks to action by the Wisconsin Natural Resources Board Wednesday. The action comes before the 2017 hunting, fishing, trapping, and other license sales begin March 8th through the Go Wild system. Okay, so anyway, here's the bottom line. Um, it's not it's not in effect for the spring turkey season, but after this, following the spring turkey season, basically starting this fall, uh, the system will enable customers... Okay, hold on, I skip on down. Basically, uh, what it's going to do is that it's going to be an updated carcass tag procedure, and it's going to go to Governor Scott Walker for consideration, but it allows hunters and trappers to validate the tag by removing the bottom portion rather than writing it. So, uh, writing on it. So, right now, we got those paper tags. Well, the bad news is those aren't going away. The good news is, is that instead of you have to write down the date and mm -hmm. validate it uh, when you kill something. Uh, the problem was, and I had this with several deer and the turkey I shot in late December, is you go to your pen. It, <laughs> it's frozen. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't it work. It doesn't work. You would need, I started carrying a small fine tip felt tip marker mm -hmm. in order to validate the uh, the tag. Um, so now what they're doing is they're saying that you don't have to write on it you can just uh, tear, remove the bottom portion rather than writing on it. So you're okay. going to tear the bottom part portion of it off uh, rather than writing on it. And according to the DNR, they says, we listen carefully to our customers following the first year of experience with the paper carcass tags. We believe it will be easier to simply slice off the bottom portion of the tag to validate it rather than write on it, especially in cold, wet weather. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, they couldn't have thought about this ahead of time. The change takes effect following spring turkey and allows hunters and anglers to use equipment they would normally carry into the field to complete validation. So I don't know if they mean you're going to take a knife to cut the bottom equipment. Yeah, I guess. Scissors? Well, you just tear it off. Equipment is your two fingers, depending if they're not too froze at that point. Um, but it does say other validation requirements will remain the same. Hunters must possess their carcass tags while hunting or fishing for tag species and must validate tags immediately upon harvesting, which I guess would mean you'd have to tear the bottom portion off right away. And if you do leave it, you got to tag it. So, and you also have to either do the online, which I, the uh, DNR's electronic game reg system, which is online at gamereg.wi.gov, which is the fastest and easiest method. Or by phone. Now I've been calling the phone, and they give you mm -hmm. a bunch of prompts. At least they don't. At least it doesn't say is this Spanish or English. That's the only good thing about it. That, <laughs> that would be one less thing. But I don't think it made me say that. Push that button, which annoys me. But uh, anyway, I, uh, I I have been registering, but it takes a while because you got to keep entering the digits. And mm -hmm. and if it's night, you got to get the little night light oh, yeah. on your hat oh, yeah. turned on because yeah, you can't. Yeah. And uh, so anyway. Um, they are trying to make it a little bit easier, but if I would still suggest getting your tags laminated and punch holes in them. And that way, if you have to tag it, you can take a zip tie and just zip tie it to your deer or ant animal or whatever. But anyway, it's going to be a little bit better, and we'll see how this paper tag goes from here on out. Well, you even said last week that you'd be willing to pay a, a couple extra bucks to get the nice plastic one again. Right or or I think or, a lot of guys would. Or if the registration or registration, the place where you buy your license had a little 
laminator there, but or you pointed out yeah. those are pretty expensive machines. Yeah, it is for a business to maintain. Yeah. Well, and it would it would just be cost ineffective. Yeah, it would be. Co- and I think we'd have a lot of people, a lot of hunters complaining that they had to pay a couple dollars for that. I I don't know. Some hunters say they want the they don't mind paying a little extra to get the plastic tag, but yet they might complain about getting it laminated. I I don't know. Well, I don't know. I um I did this year take the tags and I just put them in my wallet and carry them with me. Mm-hmm. A lot of hunters this year were not even carrying the tags with them. And the DNR looked the other way on a lot of citations that they could oh, they have been did. giving. Yeah, because this hunters was, were saying, hey, I, it's confusing. What are, and, what are, and hunters were kind of yeah. like, well, screw it. I don't even have to take it to a registration. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, I know the wardens aren't the fondest of the system because it does yeah. make it easier for someone to violate. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, we got to go to a quick break. We'll take the caller right after this break, and uh, we'll be right back in just a couple minutes. So stay tuned to Dan Bush, Tom Neubauer, here on the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for joining us live from the Interstate Heating Studios this beautiful Saturday morning. And on the line, I believe we have our Boulder Junction connection. All right. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Tom. Hey. How How, shaking, good. Buddy. How's everything going on up there? It's fantastic. we got snowbacks. Uh, we got a last weekend of fishing. There's going to be a lot of ice fishing done today, I'm sure. Uh, it was five degrees this morning and, and uh, snow on the ground and 20 degrees. I know down there where you, it's open water most places. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. Winter, uh, line, starting to wind down up here, but there's still plenty of water activity. Somebody wants to come up ice fishing uh, after this weekend, it will only be pan fishing. But uh, Yeah, our uh, ice fishing uh, season is all done down here. Well, you guys <laughs> have, from what I understand, though, you can have some pretty good late season pan fishing. Oh, it's excellent, uh, Danny. The crappie fishing uh, between now and another month from now is actually excellent. And, uh, and a lot of people go out there from the crappie and, and bluegill and, and pan fishing that takes place this time of year. And the weather is nice. It's, you're sitting out there and you're not uncomfortable. And if you take a day without a lot of wind, uh, it's, it's actually quite pleasant. So you got a lot of you got you got snow on the ground for snowmobilers and skiers. We didn't have it, Tom, but we do now. It came back, and it's marginal snow, but mm-hmm. there's snow on the ground, and uh, they are snowmobiling. It's, it's at the end of the season, but uh, I would advise anybody to call ahead, though, just to make sure, check with the chamber, mm-hmm. or check with the place that you're staying at, just to make sure uh, before you take them out, because they're going to be honest with you and let you know, yes, it's decent for snowmobiling, especially. So. Yeah. Well, a lot of those ski resorts, they make their own snow anyway, so... Playing God. I'm packing my bags and I'm heading down to you because the sports show starts on Wednesday. So that's right. You're going to be down here. Yes, I'll be down by you. I'll be in your backyard. I'll be looking for you to buy you some coffee some morning. Hey, are are you going to be uh, running that contest again? 
That's exactly what I want to talk to you about. Okay, uh, t- tell us. You're for, for your customers, and I don't know if you want me to, like last year we came in the studio. If you want me to do that again, I can certainly do that as well. That would be fine. But uh, we, we do have a special guest coming in next week from 7 to 8. And uh, uh, the guy from Andy Meyer, uh, no, 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 uh, Temple Bay Lodge. I can't think of his name right now. Jeff. Jeff, yeah, Jeff from right. Temple Bay Lodge. Uh, if you wanted to come in in the early shift from 6 to 7, do you want to get up I that early? That. Yeah? I said I'd get up that early. All right. If you want to come in next week from 6 to 7, then we'll have Jeff on from 7 to 8. Sounds great. Okay, well, we'll just tell our listeners to be listening next week between 6 and 7, and you're going to be telling us all those details on how they can win those free trips and all that good stuff, okay? We'll have a package for you. All right, we'll see you next week at 6 a.m. See you tomorrow, next Saturday morning, and we'll talk to you then. All, all right, right thanks, Dennis. Dennis. Thanks for calling. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that, that'll be, yeah, the, the people who went up there the last couple of years who got won the prizes, they, they had a great time. Yeah, they've called in. Yeah. Okay, now I got I got to tell you something. Okay, okay, you know how we play the game of what? How many times will Larry Smith say, "I'll tell you what"? Well, last week Roger was the contestant. The under over was nine and a half. Roger picked the over, and Larry Smith. Now, albeit he wasn't on the whole half hour show, he had some ladies fishing in that, and they were doing a lot of talking, so he wasn't on the whole half hour, but. He only said, I'll tell you what, five times. So sorry, Roger, you did not win. So you've created a contest that nobody can win. Well, Tom. yes, they can. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm well, gonna, gonna I'm do? lowering it this time. How about they just guess what kind of fish he's gonna catch? No, no, what no, kind no. of species? Because no. this uh, a good friend of uh, Larry Smith, uh, uh, one of my friends who knows uh, this really good friend of Larry Smith, thought that this is was hilarious. And that Larry has not heard about it yet, or he might have, he might not have. He doesn't know, but he's going to ask him. Well, what's Larry think about it? Well, I don't know. We're going to have to get him on the air. But here's, well, if you get him self-conscious, he's not going to say, I'll tell you well, what anymore. Well, see, then, well, then the guys will be picking the under. But here we go. This week, we need a phone caller to pick the under over on how many times Larry Smith will say, I'll tell you what. And you will win a one-year subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. Call now at 414-799-1250. That's 799. Oh, we got a caller. And I'll give you the new under-over number for this week. And they're calling now. Oh, we got people calling in like crazy. So we'll give you the new under-over number, and we'll let them choose whether or not he says it more or less. You know, so watched it last week. Only five times. He's got, a but great... he said them. He said three of them real fast. <laughs> He's got a great show. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch. He had a lot of uh, gals out fishing. Uh, this women uh, sportsmen's group to trying to get more women involved in fishing. It was it was interesting. Okay, what do you got? We have Dan from Fox Point. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Uh, do you watch Larry Smith show? Yeah, occasionally. Well, you better watch it this coming. Uh, no, this sa- Sunday tomorrow. You better watch it tomorrow. What time is it? Uh, 10 o'clock, Channel 18. Got it. 
10 o'clock, Channel 18. Here you go. The under-over, now, okay, the first week he did it 13 times when we played this. The second week, last week, he only did it five times. He only said it. This week we're going with the under-over at seven and a half. So is he going to say it eight times or more or seven or less? What do you think, under or over? I'm going to go with an under and hope he has women. <laughs> so you're going with the under at seven or less. Yeah. All right. Well, we wish you the best of luck. And if it is seven or less, I will be mailing out that information to get your free subscription to Badger Sportsman Magazine. All right? Great. All stay right. on hold so we can get uh, yeah. your info. Yeah, stay on hold. we got to get your name and address, okay? Excellent. Thanks. All right. Thank you. So what do you think, Danny? Well, I think Larry Smith has a great show, and Badger Sportsman's a great magazine. So, mm-hmm. but what do you think? You think he'll go under he's or lo- over? He's going to lose, man. What? Th- what time think, is it? It's ten, be, ten o'clock on Channel be, eighteen. It's going to be more. Ten o'clock, Channel eighteen, right cause, there. Because because last week he had all the women on, but this next week he'll probably just be all him on. You never, and he'll do it because you said he did it like sixteen or thirteen. Oh, thirteen times, times like the week before. Hey, they oh, have no info on there on whether or not he has a guest or anything. So. Yeah, they never have inf- infos on that. Just just the title of the show. Hey, Danny, one of the segments he did though, you he researching was searching over there, Greg. Yeah, I'm trying to help. Uh, That's our producer. Who's just called Jeff. Jeff out. Yeah. Was it Jeff? Yeah, it wasn't Jeff. No, was it Jeff's well, well, the Temple Bay Lodge. You are <laughs> so terrible with names, Tom. Oh, oh my God! Well, I remember he was from you Fox Point. Remember your Point. wife's name? He was from Fox Point. Okay. Well, anyway, okay. Larry Smith. He's up on up in Minnesota. I forget what lake it was. Might have been you had yeah, as a kid. Might have been Lake of the Woods or something. I don't know. But this guy's got these shacks. These sleeper shacks. Yeah. Where they got bunk beds yeah, in them. I've they got them. a yeah. stove in them. The thing was, I swear to God, it was as big as this studio. Yes, I've, I've, it was yes. awesome. Yeah. And and what they do is they use those uh, those clicker reels. What do they call them? They're not click. You put them, hang them on the wall, and they got a, a wood inside, and they go click 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 click. If a fish starts taking line out. Yep. And so Larry Smith, he's sleeping in a bunk. They're, they're, they're sleeping, and all of a sudden they hear the click, 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 click. <laughs> they wake up, get the camera rolling. Okay, we look, we got a fish. It was, he said it was quite interesting. I mean, it looked pretty cool. I wouldn't mind doing that. You know, going Are you in sure one of those they don't cabins. stage that, Tom, where they say, okay, now everybody act like they're sleeping, and then go click, click, click? They very Well, the way they did it was all of a sudden you've seen Larry Smith like half in a daze, you know, and he and rubbing his eyes, and I, I don't think he was acting. I, think- I had a guy tell me that he was fishing with by you one time, and you said, here, give me that bass. You hooked it back on, put it in the water, and said, oh, we got one. You know what? When I first started doing Outdoor Wisconsin, uh, I'm going all- to tell you, that's true. I've because- heard all shows do okay, that. No, no, not all of them, because this is what happened. In the beginning, okay, I'd get a fish on, but I'd get it to the boat so fast that the camera guy did not have the camera on, what was his name? Dan. Oh, Dan. Okay. You were close. Okay. So anyway, I, I get it in the boat so fast that the camera wasn't rolling and didn't see any of it. So what I would do is I just make sure it was hooked good, let it go back out and just recreate what I just did. But a couple times what happened was as I, as the fish is swimming away so I can recreate it, they okay. get off the hook. So I said, okay. I mean, so I yes, I did do that a number of times in that first year or two of the show. But then I decided, I said, you know what, I'll just, if I get a bite, I'll tell the cameraman, hey, I got one on, you know, and I won't set the hook yet, or I'll try not to, 
and let that camera get because you know they got to put it up on their shoulder, get it rolling, right. get focused in. Right. And so if if they didn't get the hook set and they just got me fighting it halfway in, that's fine. If they got the hook set, that's fine. Sometimes we would recreate the hook set. Okay, okay, where they'd only get half of the fighting of the fish in to the boat, right? But never seen the hook set. So what I would do is I would just throw the line out and and just set, set go say something like, "Oh, there's one," and then set the hook and just recreating the hook set. See, but, but, but otherwise, all, but all shows, from what I've heard, no, they don't all do that. I know some. I do. heard even uh, there's a in fisherman video. It's called Pike in the Dead Zone. And it showed uh, these guys up on Lake of the Woods. They wouldn't identify the place. They were fishing with uh, um, uh, my friend uh, Robert Woods from Hoople, North Dakota. And uh, I say he's my friend because after watching the video, I went up there and met the guy and ended Mm -hmm. up fishing with him for two years. He was fishing, I believe, with uh, Doug Stangy. And uh, Stangy goes through where they catch these big pike, one a 20-plus pounder. And then afterwards, they showed how to quite... do quick strike rigs and that video is what got me fired Mm -hmm, up mm -hmm. to go up there because i read the in fisherman magazine and i'd see this guy's name robert woods and they all said lake of the woods lake Mm -hmm. of the woods so it's a buffalo bay lake of the woods so i put two and two together and i thought that's where they must have filmed that video too Mm -hmm. and uh so i i I learned how to tie quick strike rigs and spent months tying them and we went up there and i caught a 22 pound pike but uh, talking to Bob, there was one part of the video where all of a sudden you see the flag go up, mm-hmm. they run over, and in seconds they're pulling in a 20-pound-plus pike. And he admitted that they had he had caught the fish before, mm-hmm. and the in-fisherman guy said, okay, put it back down yeah. the hole. Make sure the, it's hooked good. <laughs> put, the flag, put the flag back on the spindle, and let's flag it, let's flag the, you know, from yeah. the flag popping yeah, up. right, right. Yeah, he admitted. And I you could kind of tell watching the video because can, it didn't take him long to get that yeah. pike in at all. Yeah, not only that, Danny, but in ice fishing, you can tell when a lot of those fish are recreated. You can tell. They, they ain't moving. They're, 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 you know, they ain't moving. They come out of that hole. Normally, you pull a fish out of a hole, it's flipping around, you know. Some of those fish, yeah, it's recreated. Some of it is. But I'll tell you, from my experience, from what I did, I would do that in the beginning. I didn't do that anymore. He only I, fudged a little bit in the beginning. Yeah, because here was one of the biggest things that happened, the funniest ones. I remember, uh, what was the guy's name out of well, South Well, how about Dakota? the smelt one that you did where you went to the store and bought <laughs> some bought Don't some give smelt. me that only in the I beginning, know. crap. Well, that was Wait in the second, beginning. Greg. That was. Wait, no, it wasn't. Yeah, that was. Let's that check was the done. history. It was probably 10 years into no, this program. No, it wasn't. What's the guy's name? Um who did the uh, uh, the TV show, Dean, Dean, Tony Dean. Remember Tony Dean? I took him walleye fishing on uh, uh, the Bay of, I mean, excuse me, up on the Fox River by De Pere, and he catches this nice fish, like Tony a 25. Dean. We're fishing yeah, Devil's Lake. 25, 30, 26-inch walleye. But they didn't get it on camera, right? So he rehooks it. It starts swimming away, and now he's going to set the hook and fight it in. Not Tony <laughs> Dean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And guess what? It wasn't on the hook anymore. <laughs> we laughed so hard. It was terrible. Hey, we got to go to a break. Was he for... filming with you? Yeah. Yeah. I took him up there, and then we did a show on Pewaukee where he caught his first muskie on a quick strike rig uh, on Pewaukee really? Lake. Yeah. That was, that was back in the 80s. Yeah. Well, anyway, we got to go to a break. I'll tell you more about that if you want, Danny, when we come back. But Devil's it is Lake, South Dakota. 7.35 in the a.m. And we'll be right back with more of Danny Bush, Tommy the True Neubauer, and, of course, our producer, Greg Jennick.
Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Coming to you from the Interstate Heating Studio, 799-1250. If you uh, want to give a call, hunting, fishing report. Got a few out there. You know, Annie, we were earlier, you know, we were talking uh, in that last segment about uh, what some of the things that people do on fishing shows. Mm-hmm. And I can, t- I'm not going to name the name, but this person would, it was a Southern guy. He would take a, like a, a rat trap and have it weighted and, and have a string tied to it, but it was like a rat trap. And, and instead of just the metal bar, he'd have like a piece of plywood to it. So, and then he'd bring his topwater bait right over it, and then they'd pull the string, and it would make a big splash like a you fish. almost knocked your oh, cup I, of coffee <laughs> off. Like a, like, like a fish just hit it. It looked very realistic. <laughs> yeah. So there, there, there was a little tomfoolery going on every now and then. A well, little, bit, little bit. I guess everything to make it. And I'm not saying these aren't great shows, too. No, I know. I know. They're, they're fine. But you know, you know what the shows that I just just hate i mean there was a few southern guys they would go to these uh private ponds but they were like little lakes you know they might be like 10 acres right but it it didn't look like a pond it looked like a lake like like uh, like a a bay of a lake or a backwater of a lake and of course these were private they were full of bass i mean just chock full of three four five pounders and these guys would be catching fish one after another right Making you think that, oh, it's the lure or this guy or whatever. And it was like, well, anybody could do that, you know, go to that pond. You know, one of the things I'm not so sure if I'm a big fan to, fan of on the fishing shows is uh, the music. Yeah, some of them, well, like we were talking, Tony Dean was a very smooth talker and he had very mild music in the background, put you to sleep. Like you said, a guy and, should and, be a and, golf and, in, uh, and, announcer. And, and Joe Booker, he's a great angler. And a good, really good guy, too. But watching his show, he likes to play his blues, and mm-hmm. ah, I'm not into the blues. And then you got some of the other ones playing hard, the musky shows, playing all this hard rock. rock. I'm, I like rock and roll, but I don't know if I need to hear it to jazz up your, your fishing yeah, show. Yeah, I, I mean, I almost, know. and yeah. even some hunting shows, they'll do yeah. the same thing, you know. And I guess they do that, the jazz it up and make it exciting. But I, I don't know if I really... I don't know if I need that. Yeah. You know whose show I miss that show I really like Boston? I like I always liked Al Lindner shows because Al Lindner, he he had great editing, great photography, great editing, you know, and uh, it, it, it was just really interesting to watch. Well, he still got his show, Angling Edge. Oh, but I, we never see it's not on here in Milwaukee. It's on cable. Oh, I can, oh, I can. Angling I can go, Edge, I can and go it's on a my good fire one, stick and, and find uh, it. Yeah. And Al always gives a. Yeah, reads a Bible right. verse and gives a little testimony which, at the which, end. Which, you know what? I never minded that. I have nothing against yeah, it. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Not no. at all. Not no. at all. Did you see it's the fine. thing? I th- think there was some town hall meeting somewhere where the guy wanted to have a prayer to open it and all the... the all the atheists booed All them? the atheist libs, uh, oh, everybody there to protest started... What co- What's our country come to when... You can't even say a prayer. You're going to start cussing out a guy who wants to give a prayer. I know. That's... Hey, the country's going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. That's what I say. Well, I and you know what I say? We're going to a break. Okay, I know that was a good. short segment, but we got to do this break, and then we'll be right back with the last segment here on the Midwestern Shooter's Place Cutting is Outdoors, presented by Interstate Heating, right out there in Sussex.
Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. Uh, coming to you live, dead or alive, from the Interstate Heating Studios. And uh, here with Tom, Greg, myself. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, over there at Sherpers in Hales Corners, where I work part-time on Friday and Saturday mornings, well, I've been coming in during the week a little bit more now, and I got to do that next week because I got rid of all the ice fishing sh- stuff is took down, and I'm putting out all the new spring and summer stuff. And just in time, too, with the little Cleos and Castmasters for guys going down getting the browns out of the harbor. Yep. A lot of guys are starting to get their boats out, too, to go down there, you know? So, you know, there was an article in the paper this week. They tested the uh, in the old Milwaukee River, and they find both uh, human viruses and cattle viruses in the uh, Milwaukee really? River. Yeah. Then they talked about how they one time found human waste in the Milwaukee Harbor. and Well, of course, that happens every and, year. Yeah, I mean, no no kidding when they do that. And apparently, you know, if you, I guess, were to swallow some of the water, it could cause some gastrointestinal mm-hmm. problems. Still kind of creeps you out reading yeah. about it. Maybe I'll just fish for the browns outside the breakwater from now on. But, Maybe. Well, but it, they still it, taste fine. It, it depends. You know, they're not taking a bath in the water. Right, exactly, yeah. There's probably viruses in just about, well, get in the shallows of Pewaukee oh, in the yeah. summertime when you get all that, that duck crap. Is it that blue algae or something, whatever it is? I, I don't know. But, yeah, uh, yeah there's, there's always... I guess there's always things. I guess that's why we're not drinking the water yeah. necessarily. Yeah, you know what? My my oldest son's girlfriend she she will not eat any fish that we catch out of Pike Lake because one time she swam in it many many years ago and got swimmer's itch. Yeah. So she says, "Oh no, I'm not eating any fish out of Pike Lake." And then me and my son go, "Great, that's more for us." Like <laughs> swimmer's itch is really going to uh, be in the fish. You yeah. know, you're talking about inventory, Tom. At uh, Sherpers, uh, I mentioned before, uh, with uh, Trump taking over, it's been good for outdoorsmen, hunters, fishermen, mm-hmm. uh, guns right, rights advocates. Uh, another thing, too, I found out is that uh, if you're looking to buy firearms now or ammo, now is the time. Uh, what had happened was, the uh, apparently, from what I heard, was the gun manufacturers and, and retailers and everybody had really stocked up because it was anticipated right, that Hillary right. was going to win and everybody was going to rush out to try sure. and get as much stuff as they could. Mm-hmm. Well, Hillary didn't win. So right now, from what I understand, there's they've got inventories and they're reducing the price. Yeah. And so so now is the time. Uh, the best place to go, of course, is go up to Midwestern Shooter Supply because uh, I just bought my Browning rifle there and now I'm thinking of a thinking about a Benelli shotgun, but... Uh, yeah, you know, they, now, now they've got the, a lot of stuff, and they've yeah. got all the ammo and stuff. But now is the time to, you know, to get yourself mm-hmm. get your new rifle now. Don't wait till next fall. Yeah, because the prices aren't going to come down in the fall, right before no. deer season. No, now but right the now get... is the time to to get that stuff because they got great deals going on up there at Midwestern Shooter Supply. So, and uh, from what I understand, is they're getting all their uh, they're all their summer tackle out too because you know, it's. It, it's it's going to be upon us real quick. I mean, my goodness, we're March already, so a lot of, you know, walleye anglers are starting to go out into the rivers and that, you know, they're all the rivers that are open, which I think just about all of them are. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to start heating up. 
And then go get it sighted in now. Don't wait till you know the middle, you know, till fall, right yeah. before when there's a line. Everybody deer hunter go out wants this to summer go summer when it's nice. Well, actually, it's interesting, Tom. They say that temperature can affect your yeah. POI. What's POI? Point of impact. Dude. Oh, yeah, that's big league talk for that's us big, big ballistic talk. shooters like myself. <laughs> um, it's uh, it can affect. It's interesting. Probably not that much. So I, I went and cited mine now because I figured it's more like the weather conditions that I'll have in November next year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I had a Midwestern. They mounted the Leopold scope, very X3 on there, bore sighted it. I went and shot it at 100 yards. All I had to do was just do two clicks, and it was dead on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did two clicks to the left, and it was dead on. Mm-hmm. I mean, center of the yeah. bullseye with the third shot. I took two shots, and it was just to the right a little bit, and I thought, huh, and I adjusted. And then I then I adjusted a couple more clicks because I like to aim it or sight it for an inch and a half high at 100, which puts it dead on at 200, mm-hmm. about six inches low at 300. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, now's the time to get out there and do it. Um, the other thing I was going to tell you too, Tom, uh, in, a, in addition to the rifle shooting, um, I'm finally not disappointing Al. Oh, Al is Shook. your pheasant shooting? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually I'm not disappointing his dog because yeah. it got to the point if I missed any more pheasants, <laughs> the dog turns and summer, looks at you. <laughs> summer will not even hunt by you. He'll, <laughs> she'll go to the other line, other is end of right? the hunters and things really? through this guy. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, well, we, we, but what, as Al said, Hunter Summer's turning me into a killer. I managed to yeah. actually. My good friend Mike Scalander was probably listening. He did me a favor because I shot clays with him one day, and he just doesn't miss. So a pheasant went up in front of him, and I heard a boom, and the pheasant was still flying. So I'm sure he just kind of shot a shot, you know, up into the air just to kind of make it look good and let that pheasant escape, so I'd have a chance. Mm-hmm. And miracle of all miracles, I shot and got it. Oh, so, you did. And I got another one later. So, yeah, I'm starting to start. You know what I did, Tom? I quit aiming. You quit aiming. I quit aiming. Uh, I was, you know, I hadn't shot a shotgun in 40 years. And so I got this, uh, you know, with the fiber optic bead and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was always kind of trying to swing the bead in front. Forget it. Don't even be conscious of the bead. You know, if you if you can mount the the shotgun right to your cheek the way it's supposed to be, that bead should be lined up with your eye anyway. And just be kind of semi vaguely conscious and swing the barrel past the bird and shoot and all mm-hmm. of a sudden bang they're going they're down. down so yeah you know i remember when i was younger i used to duck hunt with my one brother larry and he had a a dog named duffer it was a black lab and the dog would sit there by us right and i'd shoot and i'd miss a duck and and this dog was funny i don't would know the if dog the, look I, at you like yeah the dog like, like what you, the duck? And, and it didn't matter if it was my brother or me or my brother's friend you know if you shot and missed, I swear, I don't know, like I said, if that was a conscious thing or just the dog or just one of the happenstance, but he would turn and look, the dog would look at you like, what the hell's the matter with you? You missed that bird? <laughs> Honest to God, they turn and look at you because he wasn't being sent out. But one time, my, bro- <laughs> my brother shoots, and he, I don't know why he did it, and he says, go fetch or whatever he said. I can't remember what even he would say. And Duffer jumps out of the boat. He swims out behind some reeds. He comes back with a duck. We didn't even shoot when it was a wounded duck. He, but he comes back with a duck. And I said, damn, that's a good duck. <laughs> Don't even shoot when he comes back with one. But, uh, yeah, it was just funny how he, the dog would just turn and look at you like, come on. I'm sure if we talk to a lot of, <laughs> if we talk to a lot of, 
you know, dog owners, mm-hmm. guys who hunt. Yeah. They would tell us funny stories about yeah, that, yeah. about their dog. Yeah. I'm sure they would concur and say, listen, that dog yeah. gets used to. He, he wants he wants to go out there and get that bird. Get, yeah. Let's not screw it up. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. It was so funny. And, it, and it's fun just watching the dogs, Tom, because they get so, oh. they're so excited. They're sitting in they the back are. of the truck. They're more excited than and the hunters. Are. I know they are. They get real excited. But my friend uh, Sal, he had to like retrain his hunting dog. Well, his dog doesn't hunt anymore; it's too old. But he had to retrain. I mean, he had it trained. See, he had a flusher, and his cousin had a pointer, and the pointer had a collar on it that would beep. So when that pointer stopped and was pointing at a bird, it would start beeping. Well, Sal's dog knew. Oh shoot! There's a bird over there. He's no dummy. He go running over there. He had to kind of break him of that habit. <laughs> so the dog would hear the beeping. Yeah, and he'd take off for it. Yep. <laughs> and it, oh, that one day, I'll never forget, it drove Sal nuts. I think he got hoarse from hollering at his dog. But just a little bit of retraining, and he was okay then after that. Yeah, a yeah. little bit of retraining. So, okay. Hey, I had a good time, Danny, today. All, yep. Had a really good time. Me too. That's all I got. Yeah, to I got- all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. I got a lot of work to do today. All right, me too. You've been listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors from the Interstate Heating Studios. We'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.